comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs podcast, presented by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the B team recaps the Western Illinois game and talks about the upcoming USD game. Splitting Hairs podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, Dakota Iron Equipment, and are also sponsored by Shenanigans Pub and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Now here's your hosts, Ben and Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the B-Team podcast, uh, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated, part of the Splitting Hairs podcast group. We are on the FCS Fans Nation podcast network, and we are happily brought to you by our title sponsors, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota, as well as Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota. And we are extremely excited to welcome on our newest title sponsor, Dakota Iron in Sioux, Dakota Iron Equipment in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. For all your construction, trucking, heavy-duty needs, go to them, West 12th Street in Sioux Falls. Thank you so much for jumping on board, John. I appreciate it. This is awesome. We're really excited to have you. So yeah, they're a heavy equipment dealer, and I, I hadn't heard of them before, which is so it's cool to be able to talk about them and kind of get their name out there. I went to their website. You can buy anything from like a ten thousand dollar skid loader up to like a quarter million dollar like tractor uh, scraper and stuff. Like yeah. I mean, there's yeah. they they got it all. So yeah, definitely check yeah. them out if you if you need that type of equipment. And they got a great network of contacts and can find you what you need. So. Yep. And if you're going anywhere, I mean, if we're down to the, you know, $10,000 skid loaders, that's that. I mean, if you got needs for just a small acreage, head down there as well. Mm-hmm. Get you handled. So anyways, uh, <laughs> that's our big exciting news from last weekend. Um, maybe a Jim, little more exciting than the, the game. Jim's, Jim's already into in Brookings. Jim is in Brookings. Wow. He's gearing up for the, <laughs> for the USD boy. game. You know what they say, when you're a state worker, you can work from anywhere because, you know. <laughs> Spoken like one who would know. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So coming off the uh, the Western Illinois game, obviously it's USD week. We'll get to that uh, yep. in, a, in a bit here. but Probably most of it. Yeah, most of it. Uh, we'll we'll recap the Western Illinois game though. Um, as uh, Chad and Matt kind of talked about, you know, it was it was a good win. It just wasn't as good as it should have been, um, just based on like the number of points that Western Illinois had been given up, um, and how we wanted our offense to kind of get really a rhythm going. They mm-hmm. watching it back, it wasn't as bad as it felt live, right. Because live, it felt like, geez, we're just not pulling away from this team. We should be killing them. And then watching it back, it's like, ah, we were actually beating them pretty easily, and we were kind of coasting. Well, yeah, even when Chad and I were standing there in the stands, it was like, man, it, we can't run the ball for anything. And it was the first quarter, and and I looked, and I'm like, it kind of feels that way. And I was looking at the scoreboard anyway, staring at stats, and it pops up 50 yards of rushing, and it was – three quarters away through the first quarter. And I think, you know, it, it wasn't a satisfying win. I think, cause we all expected 50, 60 points, you right. know, just to blow them off, blow their doors off. They're still a Valley team. I mean, they still have scholarships, you know, over on that side yeah. of the ball, but you could tell what they wanted to do was get Isaiah going. We mm-hmm. got, you know, we got Mark going last week. 
and then we got Isaiah going or Isaiah going this last game and it worked out. You okay, Chad? Yeah, I mean, how how <laughs> fun was that first drive when they came out and like just ran Isaiah Davis like six or seven times in a row until right. he punched it in? Right. <laughs> like, talk right about setting a tone. Proving a point. Lujan on the coaches show say that wasn't the plan. It wasn't part of the script, but it was working well, so they didn't want to go away from it. So, hmm. you know, right. kudos to riding that hot hand, so to speak. Yeah, well, and that's something that we wanted to see from the offensive line, too, is just a little bit of run blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that they needed to work on, um, which, interestingly enough, pass protection had been really good. Run blocking, not so right. much. This game was kind of the opposite. They started to yes. road grade a little bit and kind of started to let some guys through on pass pro, uh, which, you know, and maybe that's, you know, maybe their their emphasis was run blocking going into this one. And they just, you know, they had that in their mind that they were going to bulldoze these guys. And they just started to kind of miss some on pass protection. But definitely want to see that cleaned up because Mark had a lot of pressure in his face on on a lot of those throws. Yeah, he did. Um, But when you look at it, um, this this line in an offensive line is a group, you know, that we've talked about their group for a reason. And we talk about them as a group. You can't talk about one guy. They're all work together. Um, Zimmer brought up. He had asked uh, Mason during practice this week, you know, looks like you guys are starting to gel. And he said, yeah, we're really starting to come together. And that's where you can see good offensive lines evolve into great offensive lines by the end of the season. Hmm. As long as we keep seeing steps forward as we go, I think that's the most important thing. And, I mean, getting one back 200 yards rushing. We had, what, 270-some rushing yards on the game. I mean – that's a great thing to see. And I almost wonder when you look now, because we're used to high flying, explosive, big point scoring offenses. And we got to remember, we got a new offensive coordinator. And it's possible some of this, not saying we don't want to hit the big play, but the offense is designed a little bit less for the big play, but more to control the game. I mean, even the Iowa game, we barely lost time of possession and we dominated it in the last three. And that helps our defense look awesome. Luan brought it up in the Stig show, as Chad reminded me here before the show. I mean, it's a that, that's a huge deal. And if you think about the way that those guys up north have done it, it's been that. They, their offense never looks great in the beginning of the season. And then it evolves. Their offensive line gets better and better. And they control the pace of game and have a great defense. So... Overall, I'm really happy with where we're sitting right now is the point I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned time possession. It was absolutely dominant. I don't have the box score up, but, I mean, it had to be super lopsided. It was like 42-12 um, or something. Yeah, it was insane. Like I, I don't <laughs> think I've crazy. ever seen time of position, possession that high. It was 43 minutes of that we held the ball. It was <laughs> – that's nuts. That, that is, is just insane. So, yeah, that, I mean, that was awesome to see. Um, Davis obviously was getting into form. Uh, you could de- definitely tell this is the best he's looked this year. Um, and Amar Johnson was looking pretty good. But uh, Angel Johnson, by the way, like – and I know, like, Matt's been beating that drum. And I'm I'm on board now, man. Like, that guy has <laughs> – that guy has a burst that, like – He does. He's really shifty. 
it's a yeah. different type of speed than than it's a change of pace, mm-hmm. right? And and Amar Johnson is a change of pace from Isaiah Davis, but even for Angels, another change of pace on top of that, which is right. I mean, it's it's awesome to start to have that depth. I mean, that's another thing that that NDSU has all the time is just a stable of running backs they can keep running guys out there. Um, so it's it'll be fun to watch Angel develop. Um, this year, I think we'll see by the end of the season. I think he's demanding, you know, five to seven carries a game, probably just because he's yeah. got that burst to him. Um, and then especially going into next season, it'll be fun to see how he develops. Yeah. You know, if you compare like Amar and Angel, Amar's fast, but Angel's lightning. That dude, that kid can fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's from zero to 60 right now, and he is going. And, Yep. And we saw a little bit of that in the Davis game in the first carry he had outside of the fumble. Um, I hope they gradually start working him in a little more and a little more, like Matt had talked about on the A team. I mean, man, that kid can that kid can go. Yeah, I think Amar's more polished. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's definitely can kind of read things better, but Angel barely has to read things, he just runs by the dudes. <laughs> like right. it doesn't right. matter. Speaking of that, I do have a comment. I would really love to see Isaiah go back to the just hammer the hole. I think he could have got a couple extra yards if he did that. He's um, bouncing left to right a little bit more, which is maybe a great thing overall. But, you know, what he did well when he started off was just, you know, running over people and just going for it. And I don't know. Maybe that's a bad take, but I'd like to see him just, you know, make a decision and run over somebody. Yeah, I I agree. You know, he, uh, that was his calling card, right? Like he was, Mm -hmm. when Pierre Strong was breaking long ones, Isaiah Davis was running over dudes. Um, I think we'll see more of that as the season goes on. I think we saw a little more of that in this game when he was finishing out runs. He was finishing them really well and running over guys. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, you know, there's not too much to say with the Western Illinois game other than we just, I think from our standpoint, we were hoping to see guys uh, in the back and, and our backups in sooner or for the second half, just didn't develop that way. In the end, it was still dominant victory. I mean, it is what it is. It's just not quite what we were ideally hoping for. Um, But what do you do? Not every game goes that way. Right. The last uh, Corey Caraway says Western Illinois ran four plays in the third quarter, which is crazy. Um, Time of possession is pulled up there if you want to see it. There you go. Time of possession, 41 minutes for SDSU, 18 minutes for Western Illinois, which is super lopsided. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention on the defensive side, uh, Adam Bach just continues to be a stud. Like he's just – He's got to be – He's got if he's not a finalist for the Buchanan – I'm going to be pissed. Like that yeah. guy is, he, he's incredible. He is absolutely incredible. The, the ground he can cover mm-hmm. for some of the, some of the tackles he makes it middle linebackers should not be making that play. Uh, I mean, he's chasing dudes down around the edge out by the sidelines that are fast, fast players. And he's running them down. It's just right. Looney tunes. And at the same time, he's in the backfield. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. When he, I don't understand. There was one play where it was a kind of a slower developing run play, but like he read it so well, it was not a blitz. 
He read mm-hmm. it, shot through, shot past an offensive lineman and tripped up the running back. Like the running back had no chance. Right. I just I mean it's got it's he's it's unfair sometimes like how good he is and how quickly he gets to the ball. Um yeah. speaking of speed, uh Jason Freeman, like that kid holy <laughs> like the closing speed on that guy. Right. Like when he sees a tackle and he can go like man that guy is just lightning quick to the yeah. ball. Um I think Stick. he's Stick got a talked little about ex- sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead, Chad. Stig said that exact same thing during the coaches. So is the closing speed is what makes box so dangerous. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, Freeman shows the exact same thing. And that's what makes him so good. Right. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, I think he's got a little polishing to do on like um, sound tackling. Like if uh, if a guy's, you know, straight up with him, Uh, but that'll come. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's exciting to see just how deep we are. Um, and then McGoy too, like in coverage, yep. that guy looks really good. I mean, he looks like a D back out there um, covering some tight ends, and wide receivers. So um, I do want to bring up Ryan Drake's comment here. You know um, he says he's talking about Isaiah here. He says he's being a little too much Pierre, not enough Isaiah, which will, um, which is similar to Zenner in my opinion. And yeah, I, I think that sums it up really well i isaiah is more of a one cut up the field back and you know there was times i mean even last year we were talking about pierre where he was a little too hesitant at hole even for pierre style where he was the ultra patient back you know where isaiah his strength is just like you said make a decision and go and yeah ryan sums it up exactly how that is and i say just follow 60 <laughs> That was awesome. When when uh, that that first play, when he got the uh, the personal foul called on that Western Illinois guy, that right in front, I watched it happen. It was <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, we got away it, with it a little bit there. No, not really. I don't think so. He was just he finishing his block. He, I'd have you done mean, the same o- thing. over over the uh, yeah. Clark Drew construction sign or whatever. Yeah. Hey man, whistle blow. It's not it's that's not his fault. The sign three there. yards out of out of out of the play. That, that's that's the that's the tough shit rule. If that if the guy that. wants some sympathy, if he wants sympathy, he can go in the dictionary. It's right between shit and syphilis. <laughs> Dude, that's priceless. Quote of the pod. That's uh, uh, to what answer- my father used to tell me all the time. <laughs> to answer Jim Poppin, yeah, uh, Freeman did come from the AI. Yes, uh, and they Where talked about it? on the A team. I don't remember what Nazarene. Nazarene. There Olivet, you know. no, Nazarene. Olivet Nazarene. Yep. And don't try to pronounce the name of the town because you're going to butcher it and Deb Gronowski is going to learn us all. The last thing I'll say about the Washington Illinois game was I liked seeing Dustman not on kickoffs. Um, Green handled him just fine. I think we should continue that. Let Dustman focus on punting and kicking field goals. Um, However, our field goal unit has some work to do. Uh, They... I don't, there's something wrong. And I, I have faith that they'll fix it because when you watch those back, like there's clearly something wrong. Like there's a guy coming off the edge way too fast, way too free and was getting almost a block every field goal. And whether it's a slow developing kick or a uh, wrong set, like not wide enough sets, something's mm-hmm. wrong, but uh, that's, it was worrisome. Well, Brendan called it out in the middle of the game. So go ahead, man. <clears throat> yeah, the the one that was blocked, the, there was just 
Dustman was super slow, and I don't know if that was because he saw something with the hold or whatever. I didn't, and I didn't watch it back and see if maybe the hold was slow getting down, but he just did not. It was a really slow timing to get to that. But I think the bigger issue is when you go back, I think it all goes back to the Missouri State game. They found a weakness that they liked, exploited it, and were successful. Well, once that happens, every defense is going to try to exploit that same weakness. So it's kind of an art. you got to cover that up. But if you cover that up too much with something else, what are you giving up on the other deal? And I'm wondering if because they got through the inside on that, you know, our guys were a little too focused on and too worried about just shutting that down and forgot that other responsibility. So and on on your extra points in your special teams, a lot of times you have young guys. So that's sometimes an experience thing. Hopefully, you know, like you said, I think it's going to get ironed out. Um, you know, but it, I mean, it has to. Like, I mean, yeah, those those it's things can a, change a game. Whether yeah. it's a blocked extra point, blocked field goal. I mean, it's it's points that you're that should right. be a gimme sometimes. And if if you don't do it right, you know, it it can has a chance to really affect a game, especially coming up into a game like the game we've got against USD here, where mm-hmm. it's a rivalry, emotional game, and. Uh, a blocked extra point matters and changes some momentum, but a blocked extra point in a game like that means so much more because there's so much more emotion in those games, especially from the USD sideline. There's going to be gobs of emotion coming from those guys. Absolutely gobs of emotion because we'll get into that in a you're, bit. But you're talking about from the players because from yeah, there aren't going to be that many fans there. Their fan is going to show up. Yeah, that's true. Their fan. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they do. I, I hope yeah. they. I hope they show up and. Oh, we're getting watched by the Podfather. Out. Dad's watching. We have to behave. Oh, <laughs> he's watching. He's. He says. His, uh, Matt Tolleson says, and now that it's on tape, people will be coming after him more. Yep, for sure. Um, uh, well, hundred percent. And, right. You know, since since the Podfather is watching, we should probably bring up our uh, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro promo that's going on. Uh, you can order Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro online, um, and all online orders, with some exceptions, uh, you can get ten percent off your order by using the uh, promo code code JI twenty two capital J capital I the number twenty two um, after it, and, or your local Minnesota Walmart if you are unfortunate enough to live in Minnesota. So, <laughs> uh, that and our other title sponsor, Drake's Place, which we mentioned earlier. But uh, yes. I saw the man, the myth, the legend. He's bringing, uh, he's gonna yeah, be bringing some comment, comment uh, earlier, pulled pork sandwiches or something. Hold on, I'll get there. It was like one of the first comments. Uh, he's gonna be making a smaller version of the pulled pork griller for tailgating, which I'm going to have to try because that, yep, if you've had Ryan's food. Um, or Drake's Place food, you know that's going to be a must-have. So I am going to have to try that, you know, break away from the tailgate and run up there and try some. Just I mean, make sure there's enough for all of us. No. Yeah, I'm going to be very just, selfish this time. It's this, just silly to you. be able to get that good of food from a convenience store. Like It's it ridiculous. Seems, yeah. Like it should be illegal. But yeah, you're you're doing it. You're breaking down walls. Right? They're the unicorn. Nice They're the unicorn. <laughs> All Absolutely right. the unicorn. Well, that is, I think, all we need to say about the West Illinois game, yeah? Right. Yep, and I'm not giving the Rev the the his comment any shine because he's a brat, and that's what <laughs> I see how he treats us after, you know. Yeah. He, he, he guessed on it. his show last week, 
he get you know we make a big deal about his about his his comments on the show. He ends up on the goddamn preview video, and then he tells us to suck it. What a weenie! This guy. Yeah, he says <laughs> he guy. says we're second fiddle to the wax sun for Go Jacks football. I don't think uh, so. Sir. This is this is upsetting, um, <laughs> and I need to talk to somebody about this. We need to be the ones on there because we're much more special than the rev. Hey. Rev, I want to talk to your supervisor. <laughs> that was just for you, Ben. What's that? No. Is there chocolate milk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm about to the crack, crack myself another white claim. God, yeah, this, this is a lawless, yeah, yeah. We like lawless you too, podcast. <laughs> we, we like you. We love you, Rev, I guess, if I have to. All right. Well, <laughs> send me some free oil and we'll call it square. <laughs> The, the wife and I are sure going to be staying in this hotel with him here for the national title game. So nice. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't power bomb me in my sleep again. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a thing that story. happened. And that is a, uh, yeah, that was, that was an event. <laughs> insider content right there. Yeah. That's a, that's an inside joke. Maybe if we put up the GI insiders, uh, Patreon, we'll tell those stories and really be, all that wild, but <laughs> Ron Loney says, I drink chocolate milk to calm my stomach. No, I drink uh, regular milk to calm my, calm my stomach. Coincidentally. He drinks chocolate milk because it's delicious. Because it is joy in a glass. That's I will why. say I did mix myself a nice... Do, do you no. normally do you normally get the pre-made stuff? You don't, you're not a powder guy? Powder yeah. sucks. Dude, powder... The, no, it's not. Nesquik powder is so Just, good. Stop. It it's is. How about a that is neck that is Nesquik. I don't if like you, Yoohoo either. If you mix it real like really good. I'm actually kind of sad on this one because this amazing. is uh, this is one percent. Mm. And I usually get the whole. And I mean now that is amazing. The whole chocolate. Because you're a growing boy and you need whole milk. Hey, you know what? I don't break bones. <laughs> I have strong bones. Of your own. <laughs> well, you know. Whatever. All right. It is what it is. Corey Caraway says that... uh, he thinks the first drive against WI, uh, WIU was more power I than, and that's why Isaiah was running downhill. So, right. It's possible. Well, Maybe we'll see more of it. Yeah. You know, we'll I see. Uh, we'll minutes. see what happens. You know, um, yeah. we were talking about um, the, the lone coyote fan showing up and all that stuff. Um, ticket sales are flying, by the way. I don't know if you guys checked. Yeah, this if you don't babies. This there's gonna be a lot of people there. It's gonna blow away the first three games. So like if you don't have your tickets, you think? If yeah, you we might end up by with, now. You should probably buy them. we might end up with three times more people in the stadium than USDs had walked through the doors of the Dakota Dome this year. <laughs> in a one game. Oh, for shade. <laughs> shade. That's a shame. I'm sure their fan will be upset when he hears that. Um, I got told to change my name on Twitter, which was hilarious. So that's why. why that's why, why by the way, Brendan, because his name's Brendan. So he said, change your name. Well, I just, least... all I did was look at attendance numbers, do some very simple math. Cause I was able to figure it out and pointed out that USD has had less people walk through their front doors of the Dakota Dome in both games combined than we have had in the Dana at any one time this season. And they Sorry, were upset. 
If like that's a YP, bud. I'm not the one not showing up for your games. Your feelings, that's a that's sir. talk to your fans. That's like and and we the the funny thing is they made fun of us for building the Dana too big, and now we're starting to fill it. And they actually made the Dakota Dome smaller, and they're still not filling it. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks when the facts hurt your feelings. <laughs> Anyways. There are not very many tickets left. I'm just looking at the seating. Yeah, chart I would, my hips don't lie, man. I looked earlier this morning, and it there will be the threat of not being able to get a walk-up ticket. Yeah, I think so. I it mean, there'll be the possibility, and it's not going to be Kyle fans. Right. I, I can't imagine if they're not if they're barely pulling over six k in their own barn. I I have a hard time believing that they're going to be thirty percent of the crowd. It's going to be straight Jackrabbit fans. You'd but be surprised, is, though. The one no. year they show up for. That's no, I would be like, surprised. Wastewater treatment be, plant down in Vermilion. A friend of the pod, Matt Zimmer, um, was doing his uh, Twitter spaces with other friend of the pod, Zach Borg. Um, they do this Twitter space called Show. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, they put it on Borg's Twitter. Um, they talked about that, and they said they've never been there um, at the game in Brookings where there's been even enough USD fans to fill, fill one section. Right. And they're not wrong. My point I don't know is why that would change now. That it seems like they care more about SDSU playing them there's, than they there's do. There's no seems about it. Than they, than they do about USD Chad, football in general. Chad, <laughs> while we're talking, uh, could you quick run to their roster and pull up Carson Camp's bio so we could show sure a thing? Can. Because that that this is an important thing. I actually do believe this is a very important thing. Outside of being a smartass, um, there's no this way. game. This game. Go to Carson Camp's bio. Um, this game isn't just. This game is not only their Super Bowl, which it is, and it's proven in Carson Camp's bio. But also, if they lose this game, they're done. Like they're they can kiss the playoffs goodbye. They're not yeah. running the table. And with the way the rest of the country looks right now, you're not getting in or the valley itself because the bottom of the valley is not good enough to be quality enough wins for you to get in at six and five. You just won't. You can play a hard schedule and go six and five, but those six and five teams that make it from the valley have wins over one of the top teams. Like you and I beat us the one year they made it when they were six and five. Um, so they are going to be playing with all sorts of crazy motivation and and desperation and it's hard to match the desperation of of a des- of a team like that we've seen it when we played you and i but this is carson camp's bio the whole thing starts at we'll go down coyote lore as the man who threw the hail mary to beat the fourth ranked south dakota state 23 to 20 on senior day inside the dakota dome on 11 13 which by the way can i point something out not only is my face stuck to this stupid goddamn highlight my entire life that was my freaking birthday but what, um what highlight are you talking about their stupid hail mary they panned into the crowd got my face and chad's face and then the highlight and it's our stupid faces attached to that. Oh, why? We're, really? You got it up, huh? Yeah, it's this. I'm on the commercial. And yeah, there, there he is. Face. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, look at that Good guy. guy yeah, right there. Just dead sexy. Wearing my bibs. <laughs> um, and then it's attached to this. I don't need to see anymore, Chad. That's good. <laughs> we know how that, that, that commercial ends. Really? 
Well, so you know how many times that pops up on my Twitter feed, and I have to watch a stupid Hail Mary. But my point you is, watch it all I'm, the way through. I can't help it. I, I'm a masochist. <laughs> but my point is, if you look at Carson Camp's bio, three quarters of his entire bio for the year 2021 is about that one play. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me that a game's your Super Bowl without just printing posters that say it's a, your Super Bowl. Right. I mean, it goes all the way down four or five. Uh, It's crazy. Like, I've never seen a team put that much emphasis on one game before. It truly, 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 truly is their Super Bowl. Um, And I actually did want to show that play just to make it hurt a little more because I feel like it's, it's important to stay motivated based on, I mean, like if, if there's not enough motivation that they've beat us twice mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. last couple matchups, and then like to have it happen like that, um, I think it's we need to stay focused on this game because they're yes they're one and three, but they're still a decent football team. Yeah, and we like you said, we said I mean, that coming in. Yeah, I mean it's their Super Bowl. Like they they get up for this game more than any other game in the season, um, and so yeah, we need to you know, stay, stay up for this one. And we can't, it, I'm almost, if there's a silver lining about that happening last year, it's that this, <laughs> this season, it didn't turn right. into a trap game before the NDSU game. Right. Because, because that happened, there's no mm-hmm. way this is a trap game. We're not looking ahead to NDSU at this point. No. We're completely focused on USD and whooping their asses. Well, in on the show that Zim was talking about, he said he asked them about the, he asked everybody about it, and McCormick was like, "Dude, I can't get away from that play. It's right. on the TV every five seconds." So, I don't think we need to worry about their motivation. But if you want some extra motivation, Jackrabbit fans, I was I listened to John Thayer's radio show where he was talking to Coach Nielsen, and the interesting thing to me that he in a like I don't know if he meant to say this, but he definitely inferred it on accident probably but he brought up how they asked hey do you practice outside for games that are outside or inside or how's that work and he said well for this game we're practicing where it's outside if it's going to be a noisy environment we'll practice inside but this weekend we're going to practice outside as much as we can Mm -hmm. so jackrabbit fans as a challenge yeah challenge accepted you need to be as whacked out as me and Chad are, and just let's see how many false starts we can count. And maybe we put up a challenge if we, uh, if we, as the crowd uh, giveaway, let's say we cause like four, five, five, four false starts. If if we induce four false false starts as a fan base from there, we'll give away. Uh, I'm going to give away a Jackrabbit Illustrated hoodie to somebody, nice. and I'll buy a shirt. From one of my uh, followers on Twitter, randomly, and we'll 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 do some giveaways through a randomizer, we'll, or we'll figure out how we're going to get people entered for it. But I'll do a shirt. You'll do. We'll a do a giveaway. Yeah, and got a hat. Yes, and sure. Speaking of um, put it on my giveaways tab. and fun things, not to take away from the USD game and the look ahead or anything like that. Retain the rock tailgate. There's still spots open. One hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, folks. To just reiterate, we're going to be doing a live podcast on site. Um, it gives you a bus ride. You can drink booze on the way up. Get up there. We're going to um, tailgate at Buffalo Wild Wings. They got a big tent for the outside as well. So we can actually like tailgate outside under a tent. Um, 
some food's going to be provided. You'll have to buy your own drinks, but who cares? I buy my own drinks anyways, because I'm not 20 anymore. Um, but <laughs> uh, on top of that, we will be, the bus will be stopping in Watertown to pick up people. So if you are from the Watertown area and wanted to stop, stop in Watertown, um, Thomas texted me after the A-Team podcast about this. And let me just pull up exactly where in Watertown we are going to be stopping. I think um, it's the granary. We're going to be stopping at Stones. Yeah. I assume if you're from Watertown, you know where Stones is. Is that that's the big the, truck stop? That's the Tessero, the granary right along the interstate. The Tessero? Yeah. Cool. Right on. So the restaurant's called the Granary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's on the it's it's on the the east side of the interstate, right? So yes. I think the youngins are in. Cool. We got the youngins in. Um it's awesome. So there are some spots available. We need to sell this bad boy out. Um the itinerary is on there. If you can't find if you don't know where to go to register, just Google retain the rock tailgate. It'll be your first hit right on there. Go ahead, get yourself signed up. Maybe uh, you know, drive if you're driving over from say Bottle, stop at Drake's place and get yourself a sandwich in the morning, and then meet us there at seven. Um, For sure, Thomas uh, says the last day to register is this Friday. Let's fill the stands and make a difference. And Thomas did mention to me this is the most tickets that a gr SDSU group has ever been able to get their hands on. We're basically going to be another full section next to um, where our visiting fan tickets are that we get from NDSU. So we're adding like another almost section or something with this. So it is awesome. That is awesome. And that $150 is such a deal. I just calculated how much it would cost oh, yeah. gas to drive up there. It would cost me a hundred dollars in gas. gas. Yeah. Yeah, I've made that drive a lot. It's a hundred dollar bill every Even time. Even more if you're paying for fuel in a diesel truck, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've all made that mistake, <laughs> or just me. <laughs> nice job, Jim. Jim's got the link for you and everything. Oh boy, look at Jim Poppins' comment on there. Um, he's got the link. So https www.brookingscanner.org. <laughs> who, who reads the https anymore? Was it 1995? Right. Oh my god. Yo, I'm not reading that. Get out of here. <laughs> if you're listening I'm on just podcast, trying to appease form, the Podfather. Okay. Right. The Podfather. He is watching. He's always watching. <laughs> And if you don't act properly, you end I, up in the bottom of the river, the big, I wish, the big Sioux River. I do wish Bell of South Dakota was on the way because it would have been awesome to stop. I there, really do. Bottle um, is I, nowhere near on the way. If we if we I take a road to trip Bismarck. to UND, though, that's what I'm talking about. I won't it's be able still to go not to on the way. It can but be if you want it to be. I I'm mean, going to, it's only I will be two hours to the left. I will be stopping there um, on my way up to bismarck because next week i got to go to bismarck for work so i'm gonna make that happen one way or the other yeah. i'm gonna now drive through bismarck there. it can mm -hmm. be on the way that's yep. what i'm talking about we were just yeah, talking about und no bismarck that's north und's in grand fork oh yeah, yeah. lord no, what are you thinking... even doing are you drunk <laughs> are you high bismarck are you I high right why? now i always kind of <laughs> thought he's directly that north UND of was in bismarck for some reason no, that's Mary. There's literally no turns to get to UND or NDSU for that matter. Is there anything in Bismarck? The state uh, capital. Where hmm. they have the most hideously ugly capital building in the 50 United States. 
Right. It's like a. If concrete... you haven't seen it, it looks like a tall bunker. It looks a lot <laughs> like the zip feed meal that they couldn't bring down in Sioux Falls I'm with more wind for North Dakota. It is hideous. Um, right. <laughs> sorry, Dustin. The bus I don't think will be running to Texas, but <laughs> a plane will land in Sioux Falls, and I will have free seats. So if you want to do uh, get a ride, you know, hop on down. We'll we'll party it up, brother. Um, Terry's no, got my the dad's fireball. gonna be coming, so that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll bring some fireball. Yes, I like it. I like where your head's at, Terry Youngin. Um, my wife's not going to be there to supervise me, so I'll have some fireball in my system before the <laughs> podcast. There's no way that goes poorly, Matt. I wouldn't oh, worry it's about gonna it. Go, it's going to go so bad. I don't. Um, I asked awesome. if, if they knew my best. track record for uh, games in Fargo, and I was told it's that be incredible. Drinking hey, was okay. So, hey, what what's your streak right now? What's your streak right now? Streak win one. In Fargo win one. One and That's all. All right. One and Quit all. Your That's all that matters. <laughs> no, I meant my streak. Oh, that one. Yeah. Well, you know. That's, uh, you know, we've, uh, Dallas, unfortunately had to witness me at the last one as well. So, um, <laughs> I mean, brisket does not look as good the second time. Yep. Nope. Second time still tasted <laughs> fine. So whatever, you know, that's not important anyways. Um, so Rob Lowney says, uh, I used to work for MDU, the best employer I ever had. Um, and, uh, Brad Koenig says, uh, he's been to the ND Capitol building and I am right. And I know I'm right. So, yeah, Ryan, he's even giving me directions. Just take uh, 12 to 83 North for Bismarck. That's my plan, man. I will be buzzing through. Um, I am actually going to Bismarck in November, so I think I'll have to do that. Right. Well, I'm not going to UND. I'm just going to Bismarck. The only bad thing thing is is you have to drive through Aberdeen. Well, the worst thing is you're in Bismarck. Right. Not great. You know the Wayne's World skit where, hi, I'm in Delaware. That's kind of what it's like being in Bismarck. Like, hi, I'm in Bismarck. Is that what <laughs> Joe and and his buddy said every time they got on the pod? Hi, I'm in uh, Delaware. Right. Um, Terry Youngin says uh, she's banned from Twitter, so she can't get it on the J.I. hoodie. I'm assuming she's going J.I. instead of Sports Illustrated. Um, but... Uh, We'll we'll figure something out to let everybody get an op in on it. Uh, we do the drawing next week if that happens. Maybe uh, let's be any, honest. We know who you are, Terry. Add people, there, sir. Add people in that comment on our Facebook. Yeah, yeah. There you go. If you comment, if you comment on the live stream, uh, we'll we'll enter you for it. There you go. There we go. I dig it. Perfect. Um. All right. We need so we need back to, move to on. the the vermin game. I mean, well, game. we're before we get really deep into that game. Yes. Uh, we're going to recap the picks from last week. Oh, wait. One more thing. We we're talking mm. about me stopping at Drake's place. I, I yeah. ate at Brookings Culver's on uh, yesterday. Did you? And yeah, I had to have a butter burger because, I mean, I had a double butter burger even because I would assume that would double our chances of getting a 50 butter burger possibly this week. I don't see possibly. any way that can be bad luck. Possibly, possibly. you. Uh, <laughs> did you get cheese curds on the side too? No, no, I got the fries mm, with the beer cheese sauce. Uh, oh, beer cheese sauce. How, how yep. about how about the I did not know, you know they have that? that? No, you got to get the cheddar sauce with your with the fries. Okay, and it's and they don't short you with like a little like barbecue sauce size one. That mm-hmm. thing's big, and so you get plenty. And dip like your, dip your dip your fries in it, baby. That that stuff is 
awesome. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Ryan Jensen says he's disappointed he has to be. Uh, I am assuming he didn't mean obvious. Miss. He's I think he meant got miss. A, uh, yeah. Case of the Which, Chad. Case of case the, the autocorrect. <laughs> you know, we you're only allowed to make these sort of typos in garage time here, Ryan, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and some people never let you forget it. No, nope. nope. never. No, no. I, I don't I don't know if you're aware, Chad, but uh the Rev Dustin Helton is doing his damnedest to make that an FCS wide thing where <laughs> oh, he uses, oh, I'm well use it on the wax on him and Will Siller. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't Mullen. know if you're aware of it, but my wife is fully on board with the gift that was made. She thinks it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to put a t-shirt out. We're going to, I, I got to put that t-shirt on JI of garage time. And I might, I might <laughs> me with me, help. my we'll head get, on Peter Griffin's on Peter Griffin's body yes. with garage time. Cause that's what yes. Ryan wants. Can we make that happen? That'd be that amazing. Thing, Only if Ryan will buy capable. one. You designed the pod father flag. So I think we can get there. Yep. Awesome. All right. Um, now we're back on track. Unless, I mean, we don't, do we have time to recap the picks from last week? We don't have to. We can. I mean, we should at least I, go over the, the I don't know that they even, like, counted because they were on Twitter. They weren't live during the show. Yeah, let's, let's just go over how we did, not necessarily yeah. pick for pick. Um, I, do. I don't want to do that either. Why? Because I beat you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, good, I know we both had an awful week, but I think I beat deal. you by one. Not the good, the okay. good news is you. I only lost one pick to you. <laughs> the bad news is I went zero and five. <laughs> I knew there was a reason. That's a real shame. I feel badly it. for you. <laughs> zero and five. So I and I commented when I when I made my picks. I was like, this feels a little chalky. Like yeah. I picked I picked every favorite, thinking that. They would take care of business. Every single underdog covered. Every single one. Uh, sure did. Yeah. UND was underdog. They ended up beating Missouri State outright. Uh, yeah. Youngstown State was an underdog. They ended up hanging in there. Uh, Northern Iowa didn't cover against Indiana State. And Southern Illinois did not cover against Illinois State. And then obviously SDSU did not cover against Western Illinois. So uh yeah that's fantastic going 0 and 5 feels great it's great for my confidence feels good to me uh one or two games am i up two games on you now or three uh i am 16 and 22 you're 18 and 20 <laughs> feels good yeah kept this so that was pretty gross uh beware the underdog in the missouri valley i guess i mean yeah. it, it's kind He's of an indication lead. of how like I mean, we've kind of talked about it. And, Chad, if you want to bring up the Missouri Valley standings now, mm-hmm. um, we've kind of talked about how, like, there's – after the top two or three, there's not a whole lot of separation there. Um, right. There's – and what what I certainly didn't see is Missouri State's downfall. I mean, right. after their Arkansas game, like, did you think they'd lose the next two games? Um, no. Especially I, I, the way they lost to UND, they lost forty-eight to thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I did not think they would go into UND and put that sort of performance out there because UND has not been. <clears throat> don't get me wrong, Missouri State scored plenty of points, but um, UND just put up more points. Was Missouri State's defense that bad? You know, I don't know, um, but I think it does prove that UND is, in fact, still UND. 
and they are a lot tougher in Grand Forks than they are on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that I think is why there is a separation between the top two and then the next two or three. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, if you can pull those standings back up, you can probably say there's a top two and then Jesus. another. Did you read Dustin's comment? <laughs> no, I can't see him. He said, most state oh, fell faster are. than Petrino on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was there anyone with him or do we have to wait for the news reports to come out on that? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Jeez, obviously yeah. <laughs> there's a top two in NDSU and SDSU. And then you've got Southern Illinois, who after a bit of a rough start is now looking pretty good. They're 2-0 in the conference, 3-2 overall. Um, and then you've got UND and UNI at 2-1 in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a bunch of winless uh, winless conference teams. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the bottom of the conference plays out. Um, but yeah, right now, you know, it, you know, we kind of talked about how like this could be a, a year where the Valley only gets four teams in. And that's because um, the bottom of the conference is just not pulling their weight. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and the bottom that's is the bottom is bigger than it has been. Right. I mean, usually, yep. usually the bottom's like you know one or two. Now it's like yep. eh, there's like four or five teams maybe six in the valley you can that, draw like, the line underneath northern iowa and that's that's what i mean the like there's six teams that right now don't have a win and we'll see how it goes but right, right now it's like you know I, I don't know if any any of those teams have a chance at the playoffs anymore no uh generally speaking unless they pull off some large upsets honestly from that group i'd say south dakota missouri state are maybe the best South Dakota is probably in best shape to make a run at a playoff shot spot because they'll have the two really tough games out of the way. They get Southern Illinois at home. Um, so they have the best shot. If they upset us, Missouri state, man, <laughs> they got a, they got Southern Illinois. They got to go to USD where they play way better at home as well. Um, I, I, they would be the other one maybe out of that batch that I would look at. Um, the dark horse I would pick from there is maybe Youngstown State, but nobody else. Indiana State, Illinois State, honestly, Northern Iowa. I don't see any of those teams making the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. yeah somebody pointed out it's not going to be a 6-5 and five Missouri Valley team in the, in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. South Dakota, South Dakota has one caveat to their schedules. They've had a wicked hard strength of schedule. So right, they at least have that going for them. Missouri State has the FBS win, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, yeah, the other teams they're going to be Southern Illinois has the FBS win. I'm oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Southern Illinois, yeah. yep. My bad. So anyway, uh, that's where the Missouri Valley is at right now, as far as conference standings go. Um, and then, if you want to bring up the top twenty-five, quick, Chad. Yep. Let's see where we're sitting there. Give me a second. I'm disappointed. I missed out on voting on it this week because the vote got out late at Sunday night and I was just slammed all Monday. I believe, you know, where I was working at, I was working at the Sanford USD medical center. Mm. And if it wasn't my first week on the job, actually doing stuff, I would have wore one of the old 
jackrabbit hats in there, but <laughs> probably would have been safer than, than anything, honestly, because I was in the pharmacy. So, you know, those are all SDSU folks anyways. Right. That's tiny. Yeah, not anymore. It's bigger <laughs> That's now. That's what she said. Yeah. Ah. All right. So we've got NDSU at one, <laughs> SDSU at three. Uh, Montana's still sitting at number two. Um, you got Montana State and then Sac State, which – uh, the big sky is interesting right now. Uh, you've also got Weber State at number seven. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, because there's a lot of – I think they're more – I would say at this point they have more teams that are looking good than the Valley does. Yes. They have more high-end teams for sure right? Um, than the Valley does. And generally speaking, at this point of the season – if somebody has any order of those top seven teams in any order, as long as there's a followable path of logic to it, then I'm cool with it. Um, I take issue. Like I gave uh, Lawrence Smith a hard time on Twitter because he had SDSU all the way down at five. And mm-hmm. then he had Weber and uh, Montana state above us. His justification was, well, they both look better against UC Davis. You could argue Weber and our game but whatever (laughs) but he kept montana at number two after they just escaped idaho state so that didn't really follow the logic and that's where i have an issue there if your logic you only use logic on certain teams and then you just have another team up top and they're not named ndsu because at this point i get it they've won enough to make us puke over and over again even that one, I get it, but like Montana, I get it if somebody has them over them, but your logic better be even across the board to do that. That's my personal opinion on that. Yeah, I, that, that's all going to get sorted out soon. I don't mind seeing Montana State above us right now, but Montana's kind of silly based on, I mean, just based on who they played this year, right? They uh, played nobody and had a tight one with Idaho, but then you go and use UC Davis against us, and it's like, well. Right. Let's all let's all play on the same playing field here. But like uh, Rob Lowney says, uh, it's all going to play itself out. He's right. That's right. Um, The rest of the top twenty-five for Missouri Valley. Anyway, you've got Southern Illinois moving up to eighteen. Missouri State moving down to number twenty, and then UND popping in at twenty-three. So Mm -hmm. we've got five in the top twenty-five right now, uh, which is. You know, only, you know, in the top 18, there's only three, which is kind of weird for Missouri Valley Conference, who normally, like, normally we're sitting at, like, you know, three or four in the top 10. At this point in the season, for sure. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird year for the Valley at this point. Um, And shout out to the Rev, who caught a bunch of strays after he made our hype video. For the Wax on podcast, uh, he said his poll would have been SDSU, NDSU, uh, the Grizz, and Montana State. <clears throat> um, and he even came on the big FCS Fans Nation pod and brought that up uh, and and fought valiantly for that cause. And so we appreciate you, Rev. <laughs> but um, just uh, want to point that out for the folks out there that are throwing him some flack. He's not the guy who was the one on the hype video. <laughs> he was the one oh, watching no. that guy. Talking. The Rev, the Rev is awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's quickly get through the other Missouri Valley games, and then we'll preview the USD game. 
Uh, NDSU goes to Indiana State. NDSU is favored by 26 and a half in that one. Um, I'm going to take Indiana State. Um, unlike us in this game, they don't have as much motivation as we do. So I think that they are looking ahead a little bit to our game just because of the way that we've played against them in the past two years. Yep. Um, and so I'll take I'll take Indiana State covering 26 and a half here. I also am going to take <clears throat> Indiana State to cover on that one um, for one reason only. Um, Indiana State's only given up 112 uh, rushing yards per game. And I think at this point it's been pretty well established. NDSU is borderline made themselves one-dimensional. So if they if you can slow down the running game like Youngstown State was capable of doing a little bit, um, you can hang with them. So I am also going to take the trees. Abdicating to sprinkle a little on the trees money line here. Uh I don't feel that good about it. I wouldn't bet it with my money, but that's the pick I would make. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Southern, Southern Illinois going to Missouri State, um, which will be an interesting game. Southern Illinois is uh, has been playing really well. Missouri State's yep. uh, lost the last two. Southern Illinois is favored by two there. Um, I don't know how you pick anything other than Southern Illinois minus two at this point, just with the way they've looked and how Missouri State's looked. They, after a strong start, they've kind of looked out of sorts, and I think – you know, it, with all the transfers we talked about with them, um, you know, the, maybe it's catching up to them in terms of not having that, you know, good team, you know, I guess gel uh, in right. terms of keeping keeping things keeping things together. Yeah, um, you know, Jen. The only reason that I would even argue for picking Missouri State is you're believing that Bobby Petrino is good enough to turn that around and um, <clears throat> that their talent's going to come through. But like you said, they've got so many transfers. Southern Illinois was able to turn all their transfers around. But like Dustin s- says, fear the Sokluki. The Sokluki fears no man, so <laughs> not even Joe DeLeon. So go ahead and give me the Salukis all day until the Sokluki finally perishes. That's right. Uh, and then you've got Illinois State going to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa's a nine-point favorite here. I'll take Illinois State. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Northern Iowa's offense, and I think Illinois State hangs in there to lose by seven or something like that. See, that's interesting that you say that um, because if we look, I I, I only say this because I was farting around uh, with stats and everything for the Valley. Northern Iowa's pretty inflated. Who do you think is averaging the most yards per game? I'm sure it's Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. How many do you think it is? It's uh, probably 350 or something stupid. 409 yards a game. Jesus. And Illinois State sucks out loud. So I'm actually going to go on a limb, and I'm going to take the Panthers on this one. I don't know. I mean, I they only put up 20 against Indiana State. Illinois, Illinois State's averaging 19 points a game, which is really low. I yeah. mean, we're averaging 27, Missouri State's 27, Northern Iowa's 28, North Dakota's averaging 28, Southern Illinois is averaging 29, and then NDSU, because of a couple of other games, are averaging 37. Yeah, uh, we'll see. So you're taking – Yeah. You, you, you got faith in you and I to cover nine? I 
I'm willing to get hurt by them one last time. <laughs> I'm ready to be hurt again. They hurt me last week, so. All right. Uh, if you can't tell, my picks are a bit uh, skewed towards the underdogs since I got scored away. You picked uh, Southern Illinois, their favorite. As, yeah, well, uh, two underdogs, which is a lot more than I normally pick. Um, <laughs> and then you've got UND is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Youngstown State. Cannot pick the underdog here. I'll take UND. Uh, I think this is an easy pick. Yeah, at two-and-a-half points, I would be almost willing to lay a 50 Butterburger on it. So uh, give me the postal service in that game. Two-and-a-half points is just nuts. Yeah, I don't understand that spread at all. Uh, and then we've come to the SDSU game. Uh, we are obviously playing USD. Um, these picks, again, are brought to you by Culver's. Um, they're also brought to you by Shenanigans Pub, which if for the NDSU game coming up, mm-hmm. it, well, obviously for the USD game, get to Brookings. Um, if it happens to sell out, then go to shenanigans to watch it. Um, for the NDSU game, definitely. If you can't go on the retain the rock tailgate, go to shenanigans to watch the game. Definitely the best spot to watch away games. Yeah. If you want to go and have a party, like shenanigans is the place for an SDSU. You want like an SDSU party? Shenanigans Mm -hmm. is the place. They're awesome setup. Uh, they, they still put up the tent inside. I think the Jackrabbits tent Sioux Empire Staters and everybody are there. So head on down there and have a good time if you don't make it to the game. Um, so we've got SDSU is favored by 12 in this one. One thing oof. I was surprised by is the total. The total is only 42 and a half points. Mm-hmm. Which, well, if you look at this, <clears throat> USD is averaging just over 15 points a game which is kind of crazy when you think about it. I know they played a really tough schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Kansas State looks really good. Um, but the only averaging be averaging 15 points per game right now is pretty wild. Um, the other thing is they like to lean into their run game a little more than they like to lean, in, lean into their um, passing game. So um, they're averaging like 140 yards rushing a game, um, four yards carry right now, or uh, 4.1, sorry. But our rush defense is insane. We held Western Illinois to 0.9 yards of rust. That's just batty. Um, so I'm curious if they try to pass. Um, you know, we talk about our pass defense a little bit, but the interesting thing is in defensive pass efficiency, we are actually second in the conference at a 115.0 the lower that number is the better ndsu is the only one above us and they're considered to have a pretty good pass defense and it's a pass efficiency of 110.1 so our defense is just super salty um man 12 is a hard line it is a hard line in this game with what's going to be riding on the line it's going to depend on how the hogs how much of an attitude the hogs have i think yeah, I have a lot of confidence in us in this game because they rely on the run and our defense is insanely good at stopping the run. Right. Um, I think we are going to try to make 
Carson can't beat us. Um, and I don't think he's going to do that. I think he is much more comfortable using his legs than he is throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, in my opinion, I, I'll i take SDSU in the spread here uh, just because I think we win by in that 13 to 17 point range. I think I'm pretty confident about there. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the ones, um, you know, maybe we salted away in the second half after leaning on them. Um, for me, uh, an interesting thing for me, listening to the FCS Fans Nation, you know, Overlord, the big boys podcast, as they call it sometimes. Um, our friend of the pod, uh, Joshua Hoffman, asked them, uh, when does SDSU finally give up 100 yards rushing in a game, which hasn't happened yet? Um, and Kyler Neal, our, our good buddy, came out and said uh, – he said this week, he thinks it's happening this week. And I, Nielsen has been, you know, they've been more effective with Nielsen. They did keep with NDSU, but part of that was A, being at home and B, getting some good turnovers to help him out in that game. So really, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jackson this one, to be honest with it. I don't know. I think it's more of a – it's going to be a one-score game, and then we have a late score to just finally put it out of reach. All of our blood pressure is going to be way too high at the end of the game. Um, but there's a real, real possibility they come in here and shock us again, but, boy, are the boys motivated. What's interesting is I I was going to say that that the last time – or when we played them last year, that they actually had some success on the ground against us, but they actually only had 134 yards rushing, right? Which it was surprising to me. They had actually quite a bit of passing yards, uh, 288. Um, so I think we may have had that same kind of attitude in that game, saying let's make Carson can't beat us. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, they got 60 of those yards on the last play of the game, but right. Um. Yeah, I. I guess I, I have a faith in our defense. I think our defense is playing extremely well. I think our offense is hitting its stride. Um, I think we win the game. Thirty-four to seventeen. I'll take. I'm not picking a score. You know better. Oh, I know. But okay. what I do think is that I, I think that that total is too low. I I think <clears throat> that. I think we are out for blood and we I think we score at least 28 by ourselves um, and then at that point all they need to do is score more than 14 so um, unless but, unless we unless our defense really shuts them down my biggest thing is um, I want the defense to show up and uh, make a make a big point and especially I mean you know if anybody is really taking this hard, having to see that replay over and over and over again, it's got to be somebody on the defense, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, that's got to hit you right in your soul every time you see that. So I think the defense is going to come out to prove a point. Um, somebody made a good point. I think the way that they get over 100 is if camp scrambles for a bunch of yards. And I think that'll depend on whether we respect his legs like we did um, Shelley's and have a spy on him a lot because Bach is just that freakishly fast. He can catch any quarterback. Um, so 
yeah, if, if we don't respect him, I could see him getting a couple cheap 15, 20 yard runs on third and long that ends up giving him over hundred yards rushing. That's my concern. Right. Do we get anyone back this week? I don't know the answer to that um, question. Do you guys have any insight there? No, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Um, and I haven't noticed anything about uh, Heinz's status either, which is of great concern, I think, to be down to that because um, I believe one of the highlights Stig has shown, um, we had a, or on one of our goal line plays, we had a defensive end playing tight end because we were out of them. So that's not good for a tight end predicated offense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Terry says Kraft is still two weeks out. Yeah, I'm guessing I would yeah. highly doubt if we see him for the NDSU game. It'd be awesome to see him for it, but he's still in the boot. So um, they were kind of showing him on, showing him on the sideline last game. Um, hopefully he comes back soon, though. Um, Flex is very desperate for us to talk about SEMO. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I did not see the stats on Hess from SEMO. I'm actually going <clears> to <throat> look up quick who they played, to be honest. I think they're a uh, solid team, um, but I don't think they're like – it depends what you mean by a run, you know, Lindenwood. You know, right. 50 – <laughs> 250 yards it's lindenwood when sdsu played lindenwood it was 52 to what 10 last year Something so like that. and and that was honestly letting off the gas pretty hard um so mm-hmm. i wouldn't get too hyped up about a game against uh lindenwood they're still in transition so we have yeah, to you're gonna, transition. You're so, gonna uh, crush flex's dreams yeah sorry man but um i do think they're capable of winning a game you know, maybe making the quarterfinals. I mean, they, on their uh, their matchup, maybe, but uh, <laughs> Dustin's <laughs> coming off the top rope. Lindenwood's hot garbage. I was gonna no, be nice. no, no, um, no. There's actually, I think, I think he's saying it's hot garage. garage. <laughs> it's hot garage, right? Uh, we are in garage time, so nothing we say counts anymore. Say yeah, whatever you want. Post boys. one hour, it is garage time. Excellent, most excellent, even. Murray State isn't dark horse. No, no more than Murray Lindenwood. State. Murray State <laughs> would be a super dark horse because I would quite literally need to change my pants if they made the playoffs somehow. Now <laughs> there ain't no way in hell. Yeah, wait for the playoffs. Just wait. Oh, buddy, you don't even know. It's I a- mean, they they did beat Southern Illinois. They got that going for mm-hmm. them. They did. Yep. They did beat Southern Illinois. Um, there is a Which difference. That win's looking better and better. It is looking better and better. It's going to look really good. Um, no, Dustin, we're not going to run longer than the wax sun. You guys went for like an hour and fifty minutes, so you just <laughs> calm your tatas there. How about I'll that? Give them, I'll give them. I'll give them the wrap it up sign right here. Then, then no, where's the gift? We need the we need the garage time gift. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> exist in my lexicon. <laughs> uh, should be a fun game this week, though. I'm excited to see a huge crowd. Um, loud raucous crowd i don't want one of these big quiet ones so we'll see what happens i'll believe it when i see it dustin um <laughs> i haven't i haven't looked yet today um i heard it's out though because i heard that you told me a second so uh i do like yeah. Rain, randy jacobs comment Remind yeah. the Yote fan the game's outside. He needs to bring sunscreen. He's got a good point. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Randy. I will uh, I will put that on Twitter so that I can remind them because 
Um, Remind him. Definitely Brendan needs to let him know. So him. I will and not, no ransacking not other people's him. stuff when the yeah. game started. Yeah, don't be trash, people. Yeah. Um, don't to do our that. fans. I know that's not what a lot of like our fans do. Um, but We're bad events have happened game, both. So. Right, bad events have happened both ways though in the past. Don't be trash. Don't be shitty to Yote fans. We like talking crap and giving them a hard time, but don't be a shit bag. Um, yeah, don't be like the you know fifty year old guy that's tried to pick a fight with me in front of his family last year. Right, like, you <laughs> know, USD fan after the game, yeah, man. Right. I mean, I, I genuinely don't expect a lot of them. Um, let them. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know they preach on the football field. The second guy's the one who gets caught. So don't just yep. don't respond. It's not worth it. Um, it's really not worth it. It's not the rep. It's not worth the rep you give the fan base uh, when stuff like that happens. The coolest thing for me when we played Butler, one of the parents came up to me and Chad and said, um, I've been to like 50 different stadiums and I have never been treated this well in my life at any of the stadiums. And I mean, that is something to really be proud of and to keep up. Yeah, that felt as good as a win, didn't it? I mean, obviously. oh, yeah. yeah, it was huge. Yeah. That felt really good. So, kudos, Jackrabbit Nation. Keep up that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Take the high mm-hmm. road and make them feel crappy about being Vermilion fans. And if you get the bird, just go, hey, we are number one. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody told us we were number one down at the, down at the uh, dome last year. I think it was someone on the field, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, distinctly. Remember probably, that. he didn't have the we mustache we as Pedro Horny last week from Western Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had a mustache for that would blow your mind. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's about that time, boys. Yep. As always, uh, we'll see everybody at the game on Saturday. And go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls. We would also like to thank our Silver Level sponsors, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill of Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, Go Jazz!